back to another episode of OK Zoomer. Doing something different this time. It's different. It's 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 a departure from our usual <laughs> style, but we thought it'd be entertaining and uh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, so as you know, it's election week, and I think a lot of uh, not necessarily issues people have, but it's just curiosity on you see a lot of vote for this person and vote for this person, but you don't get to hear a lot of like what they stand for, and so this is why we're here. Yep, there has, it's been, I've been told that there used to be SGA presidential debates, but they cut them because they didn't want to stress out the candidates too much, but we're here to add back (laughs) that stress. You're here voluntarily. (laughs) So, uh, I guess we will go ahead and introduce the candidates. Uh, I'll be talking less this episode because we only have three mics. Yes, we only have three mics. So, uh, I'm going to be asking a lot of the questions, but I mean, we'll switch off. She just won't have a headset. Yeah. Uh, Thank you to everyone who sent in so many Instagram questions. So, so many Instagram questions. Especially you, Charlotte. <laughs> we appreciate it. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, Tim, you want to start and I'll hand off ah, the ladies to Karen? First. Okay. Here you go, Karen. All right. Hello, hello, folks. My name is Karen Godwin. I am a sophomore communications major. I'm running for SGA president along with my partner, Gretchen Ferguson, who is a sophomore public relations major. Um, and she is running for SJ Vice President, and our slogan is Voice Your Heart. Great. And Tim? My name's Tim Houlihan. Uh, I'm running for SGA President. I'm a junior history major. My jolly cooperator who's assisting me for Vice President is also my roommate, Mr. Ryan Arnez, business major, also a junior. Uh, our slogan is We Have Hats. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> All right. Um, now I think I think we'll just jump into the questions, so, some basic background you already said your majors are there any clubs or sports or anything you're involved in at the moment yeah so i'm currently a part of taro talk which is the asian american women affinity group housed by seed um i'm also a part of the biola corral um and also a current part of sga as horton senator great lovely uh me and my roommate mr ryan um are in the biola esports club we're also taking a tennis PE to get that jolly <laughs> exercise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Great. Um, and where are you from originally? I am from NorCal. I'm an hour out from San Francisco is what I say. Fremont for anyone mm-hmm. that knows it. Woo-woo. Tesla factory's there. Ooh. I have to visit. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, as close as uh, this is to Arizona, I'm surprised there aren't more Arizona students, honestly. Mm, that's true. True. All right. Uh, and I, I think you wanted to ask this one. Uh-oh. I know your star sign. <laughs> my star sign is cancer. I'm, my birthday's in July. Okay. Do you know your... Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> I exist. Do you know your sign? No, I don't. Okay. okay you don't have to. It's just, it's like a weird um, she's really in to astrology but that's for another time <laughs> come now yeah, astrology so my at viola <laughs> that's what i said um <laughs> i'm in i'm in late april so whatever that is i don't actually know probably aries i'm early april but i don't know if it makes a transition aries huh? i kept like okay. seeing little things and i was like i kind of wonder so i looked it up <laughs> <laughs> all right um and why are you each running for student government karen um, so I'm running for student government, one, because like being an SGA this year has been such a fantastic experience for me. And I know it's been the same for Gretchen. I think I should probably clarify as I'm speaking, I'm probably just going to start using we um, speaking on Gretchen's behalf. Um, both of us just have 
a heart for building a community at Biola where one, like people feel welcome and safe, but also where they can express concerns that might not necessarily be voiced. Um, Biola definitely places an emphasis on community and it's fantastic. I love the community here, but there are times that we have both felt and our friends have felt like um, there were just spaces where we felt like we couldn't express the extent of our concerns for certain things. And so we really wanna see um, SGA help this campus campus transform. And we've seen um, as a part of SGA this year that SGA has the resources to do that, so. Great, Tim? Uh, I am running because I've always loved politics ever since I was a wee lad. My dad would always have political discussions at the dinner table. We, we would talk about policies, taxes, that sort of thing. Um, so I got introduced very early. I went into high school speech and debate to learn more about that. I was the treasurer of my high school student government association for two years. Um, and Biola's been really good to me and my roommate, Mr. Ryan. Uh, so I will also be using the royal we, yeah. as it were. <laughs> uh, so on one level, we just wanted to give back. On another level, we noticed that there were a little, a few inaccuracies in um, bookkeeping this year surrounding SGA. Uh, and me being a former treasurer and my Ryan, Mr. Ryan being a business major, we thought we had a good chance of putting that on a good footing. Mm. Um, but it is largely that we love Biola. It's been a wonderful experience for the both of us. Um, we want to get to know all of our fellow students in perhaps a closer way than we were able to before. Great. And you mentioned that uh, you were political from a young age, which actually leads into one of our later questions that I'll just go ahead and ask. Um, how much do your real-life politics, as it were, influence what you want to do with SGA, or does it influence what you want to do with SGA? Tim, you want to start since you mentioned it? Sure. Um, my real-life political views are generally based on the principles of I want to have a Christian outlook towards everyone, um, and that includes things like fiscal responsibility, treating everyone equally, etc. So in as, in as far as that goes, uh, my real political views heavily influence what I want to do with SGA. On the other hand, if I was running a real-world political campaign, my slogan wouldn't be, we have hats. <laughs> so we definitely, Ryan and I, um, we definitely realize that this is not a real-world real world political position. Um, and we want to have fun. We want to have fun with our students. We want SGA to be... Um, something that is humorous as well as serious, uh, because laughter is the best medicine. Um, for me, I wouldn't say that any specific political figure has had like a huge influence on um, why I'm interested in student government. I will say that um, just growing up, I've realized that politics is a lot about like people wanting to have their voices heard. And so I think that's a really great thing to take away and bring to a student campus um to be able to focus on having people's voices heard is um mainly what i would take away from politics and i think that's something that i've kind of been doing for years or tried to do at least i too was on student government um in high school i was class president my junior and senior year and um my focus has always been on people and trying to highlight stories that might not ordinarily be heard um and I think politics does a good job of that, um, of bringing out people's stories. And so, yeah. Great. And so what it, what's the biggest thing you would change about student government if you were elected? Who would you like to start? Whoever. 
Okay, I can go. Um, I think what I've realized, and I'm glad that I came into this specific administration of SGA because we've had to go through quite a few changes, um, especially with finances and like reevaluating just like everything that have been kind of assumptions in the past. We've functioned on a lot of um, understandings between organizations, which has worked in the past with past budgets, different administrations. So it's not a knock on them. But um, I think it's important to have each administration that comes into SGA reevaluate, okay, based on this year, based on our current budget, based on current things that are happening on campus, how do we steward the funds that we have um, in a proper manner um, that's not going to cause issues down the road? So really just being able to have foresight is something that I would want to enforce for SGA so that we're making sure to truly steward the student fee um, in the best way possible. Uh, we also are, con are concerned with getting SGA finances right. Um, probably the biggest thing we would change though is how student government works with senators and with RAs and with the individual students. Um, we've been around campus talking to people and one of the biggest things we've noticed, um, upper campus especially, is that senators and RAs don't have good working relationships with each other as much as they could, um, and especially as regards the students. We've heard that cooperation between senators and RAs and between RAs, therefore, and student government is something that a lot of students really have high on their priority list. So we would lo look at overhauling the communication methods SGA to the senators, to the RAs, to the students themselves, uh, to increase participation, not only from the students, but also get the RAs and the senators to work together. We've got uh, ideas for a few events that they could put on cooperatively, that sort of thing. Great. Um, I think, do you want to start jumping into Instagram questions, or do you have Ooh, scary. ones you want to ask? Um, Grab the mic. Let's so go. I don't think I necessarily have specific questions, but I kind of wanted to continue the last one, which is like... I just want to hear a couple maybe more specific ideas you want to have, like um, concrete ideas on what it would look like if either of you took the position of president. Like what are significant things that you want to set your eyes on and say, this is a specific project I want changed. That's true. And a lot of the Instagram people asked various forms of that question. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think that point um, about Senator and RA relations is actually quite interesting. I personally have had really great, relationships with the RAs in Horton this year. Shout out to my Horton RAs. Um, but yeah, I have heard that from a few other senators that it has been difficult. Um, and so that's a cool thing to work on. Um, one of the things that I think we can continue from this year is um, trying to get senator presence at all halls um, to help senators connect with that community. Um, one thing that I really want to do with SGA, I feel like a lot of people, and I've been thinking about this a lot this year, but I think a lot of people see um, professional as separate from personable. And um, I personally this year have been like, why can't I be your friend and a <laughs> senator? Um, because as a communications major, like I truly love talking to people and getting to hear their stories. Um, and so that's one of the things that I want to work on changing. And um, I think one way to do that is to take time in Senate meetings where um, if we don't have a ton of proposals happening to actually like go out into the community and like reach out to people and like ask them like, what 
is on your heart right now? And like, what can we do about it? We're literally in a meeting right now. Like, bring it to us. We want to know rather than like sitting in the office. Um, a lot of people I'll be like, yeah, like hit me up in the SGA office. And they'll be like, I don't even know where that is. And so currently I'm trying to work on making myself more accessible, maybe having my office hours in Horton. Um, so that's one of the things that I want to work on. Um, another thing I want to work, work on is really having people's voices highlighted. Um, I think that SCORE is a really good event for that. I especially love, um, last year there was a story event where people could get up and share their stories. And I think events like those are really important. Um, one, because like when you hear someone else's story, um, you kind of get to get out of your own mindset and things that you've grown up with. Um, in communications, every class that I've had, they say um, the main problem of communication is that you will never know what the other person is fully thinking. And sometimes the other person doesn't even fully know what they're thinking. Um, but one of the ways that I think we can get better as a community at um, understanding each other is just asking the other person what they're thinking instead of assuming what they're thinking. Um, and I think it's a way for us to grow in love with one another. I'm currently working on um, trying to get an upper campus event that would foster that sort of thing where various organizations on campus can come and kind of share their platform. Um, if that ends up working out, which I truly hope it does, um, I would like to continue that, those sort of events where students get to share their voices, their stories, their hearts with the greater Biola community. Yeah, I'll, I'll second that. Uh, a lot of what you said boils down to communication and cooperation. Um, that's obviously a huge priority for myself and Mr. Ryan. And But we, we'd actually try to take it a little bit farther. Um, as far as senators attending all halls, I, I think that should almost be, be required. As, as a senator, your job is to represent your constituents, and all halls are huge events. Further, Senator Hour, which is sparsely attended in at least my dorm, uh, I think should be beefed up and definitely more proactive in going and seeing how people are doing, uh, what they think. What is your dorm again? I'm in Stewart. Um, so, yes, definitely. And especially in dorms with open door policies and such like, uh, there's a whole lot of genius in the Viola community. There's a whole lot of people with really fantastic ideas. Um, however, and I can say this from personal experience, walking into the SGA office is a little bit intimidating mm -hmm. because we all ha have all the trappings, SGA does, of something big and important and very serious, which really isn't the case at all. We're students, um, first and foremost, if we're not good students, we don't get to run. Um, and SGA ought to be a place for jolly cooperation and for jolly communication. And definitely for fun, along with everything else. So I think by putting communication heavily in the hands of the senators and training them how to go out and seek the ideas of the Biolist community, uh, we will have a much greater participation rate, as it were, um, with students in SGA. We also want to expand open hours. We know SGA has <laughs> been working on this. Um, I'm, so I'm just going to throw this in because it's been a project, as far as I know, in SGA, not only for this administration under Waller Gladys, but under previous administrations. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a connection in the housing office. Um, so we think that under our administration, not only this connects with communication as well, we would be able to expand open hours, but also do so in a way that's going to uh, foster and facilitate not only interdorm communication but also communication up the chain to SGA. 
Yeah, that's actually, I'm glad that you mentioned open hours because that's been a project that I, along with some other senators, Gretchen is one of them, have been working on this year, actually. We formed like a little group. We were in our office hours and we were like, open hours. A lot of students have questions about it. Some don't like it. Some think it's fine just the way it is. What can we do about it to like proactively go out into the community and find out like what students truly want about it? Um, And so we've been gathering data about it, um, comparing Biola to other um, Christian schools that are about our size or maybe bigger even in the area so that we can get like a feel of like how does Biola compare to other schools? Um, And then actually our last SGA hour, we were um, able to poll students about like what their thoughts are on open hours. And it was really interesting to get feedback on it. Um, I'm personally excited for where this could go. It is a bit of a slow process because there are so many um, different areas to work through, whether it's res life or upper Metzger, um, even just like polling and a greater number of students. Because as you mentioned, like SGA hour um, in your community specifically might not get a lot of um, traffic just because Stewart it might be harder to reach out to students um, with a suite style um, but in Horton I have been able to get a lot of feedback but we would love to work on sending out more surveys even to students um, to like get something concrete happening and um, I personally if I were to become SGA president next year it would be helpful to be able to continue this train of path um, or this train of thought considering we've done some work on it this semester, then we'd have that continuity to um, get things rolling. If it doesn't happen this semester, then next semester, since we've built um, relationships with students as well as administration this year. Indeed. Funny enough, Mr. Ryan and I actually were working on the open hours idea independently before we even knew SGA was uh, tackling it. Uh, We were in Blackstone polling students about open hours and Mm -hmm. Uh, we ran into the Blackstone senator, and he was like, hey, do you know we're actually working on that? And we went, what? <laughs> what a fantastic idea. So, yeah, we've been talking yeah. all over campus about this, trying to get um, our students' perspectives uh, from a position of uh, personal connection. Yeah. Um, polls are great, but sometimes they can be skewed in representation because, mm-hmm. as I'm sure you know, d- different students with different opinions tend to respond or not to polls in different ways. Mm-hmm. So by personal communication, I think we've got a, a good shot at Uh, analyzing open hours and helping them expand in ways that are not going to negatively affect our students but Mm -hmm. do so positively. I'll be interested to see if anyone is able to solve the open hours problem (laughs) because every administration (laughs) believes that they have done they they will do it but uh well I I hope this administration does it and if not I hope one of you does. (laughs) Well that's the thing. We would ideally like, like that. Yeah administrations because they're changing so drastically from year to year um it becomes difficult because then it's like, oh, well, there is this project that an administration was working on last year, but the new administration that comes in doesn't really know what was going on last year. And so that's something also that we're trying to work on. Of course, because when you have shared priorities um, and a shared goal, as I'm personal friends with President Waller, and uh, we've thought about some of these things, and I would... When, obviously, when you're continuing a large project like this, you have to maintain continuity with previous administrations. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, And I'm sure both of us would love to pick up right where Madame Renee leaves off. Awesome. All right, we're going to jump into the Instagram questions. Here we go. Uh, we're we're going to start off with the lighter one before that gets 
hard hitting. <laughs> <laughs> I told him I would do this. Brian Thompson, this is for you. Uh, dang he it. said, I, I have to do it. Ask them if they want to join my Clash Royale clan. It's called the Biola Boys. With a um, Z. Do you want to join it? You can say no. <laughs> Brian Thompson, I personally do not play Clash Royale, but I will tell my brother to join it. <laughs> Brian Thompson, uh, as a member of the Biola Esports Club, I can th- I think I can safely promise myself and Mr. Ryan. Let's go. <laughs> All right, That's Brian, funny. you got your airtime. Uh, Don't ever ask anything again. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, we should probably do a more serious one. All right. Um, that was not the one I was going to do. Oh, so you, you want to do the other one? <laughs> uh, thoughts on the calf? Be honest. Should I? Okay. Sure, go first. Yeah. So I'm actually currently working with the calf. Um, which has been great. We've been able to work on um, getting a lot of... There was the special like Christmas meal where they brought back the Thanksgiving rolls. Mm-hmm. That was like a fun little thing to bring back. Um, I will be honest, for me, it's been a little difficult this past year just with the calf. Um, I think they have... For the most part, I can always find something to eat. And we've been able to get... Um, on the weekends, do you remember how they used to have waffles like all day? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we kind of like kept talking. To, Gretchen and I are on the, we're working with the calf right now. And we kind of kept talking to Steve and we're like, hey, maybe if we could get the panini press back in the afternoon, that would be great. Um, and so it's back, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always feel like I can find something there to eat. Um, for me, it has been difficult. Over this break, I found out just like due to a lot of genetics, but also, um, because of the things that were available in the calf, I found out that I'm pre-diabetic and that I have hypothyroidism. And so it is difficult a little bit to eat in the calf when so many meals are carb heavy, um, especially with both of those things. I can't be eating a ton of carbs. Absolutely. And like, I love the calf workers because like before I found out, I was like, yes, they're scooping me this huge pile of rice. Like I love them so much. I love rice so much. Um, but now I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to eat it so bad and I cannot eat all of this. And then I end up feeling like I'm wasting food, um, because I legitimately for my health cannot eat that much. So it has been difficult, but I think compared to my friend from Azusa comes here sometimes and she's like, guys, your calf is so amazing. And I'm like, oh, well, this is a blessing. (laughs) Um, also better than my dad's cooking do not tell my dad i hope he doesn't listen to this um but yeah i think i can always find something at the calf but some days it is difficult and i get um like dietary restrictions gretchen and i are both sensitive to lactose still eat it because we don't love ourselves in that way um but yeah so we've got a couple priorities in working with the calf um one of our biggest things is freshness. Mm-hmm. I work at Chick-fil-A, and our regulations are fries sit for two minutes in the shoots or they're thrown away, and food sits for, like, uh, fried and grilled stuff sits for five minutes in the shoots at most or it's thrown away. Um, however, if you go to the calf towards the end of their meal cycle, there will be pans that have been sitting out, mm. and, and the meat is dry, the eggs are rubbery, that sort of thing. That's true. Um, so one of the things we'd really like to see done is get more quality in Mm. replacing food, ensuring freshness. And I also totally get what you're saying about dietary restrictions. My dad has celiac disease, and um, oftentimes it's hard for him to eat at restaurants or places Mm -hmm. because 
Uh, he just can't have gluten, and gluten's in a heck of a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so in addition to that, um, so freshness and dietary mm -hmm. restrictions, we would like to see the calf grow in um, food variety and food choice. Mm -hmm. Because again, as you said, you have all these good points. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> um, they There's oftentimes only one or two stations that are good. Mm -hmm. um, and we would like to poll the students uh, and speak with the students who frequently eat at the calf because mm -hmm. many students are off campus and have a low meal plans and see which meals they find best, best for their health and most commonly good. Mm -hmm. And we'd like to work with the calf towards moving those meals towards a higher priority yeah. and some of the stuff that isn't as frequently eaten toward a lower priority. Mm -hmm. All right, now we... Wait, oh. nope. Uh, I don't know if this is to you guys, to Judy, to DBC. Please stop giving me watery oats. I just cannot stand them. I want better oatmeal. <laughs> That's my number one priority. Oh, it's so nasty. No, I want better oatmeal. <laughs> okay, uh, you can pick our next question. All right, Go for it. this this one's gonna be a harder hitting one sent in by multiple people. Ben, Joel. Oh, that calf question was from Vince. Um, but Ben and Joel both want to know what will you do that the other candidate won't or cannot. Ooh. Um, I think one thing that I can do is one I already have relationships with major um, partners on campus, so each senator is put on an administrative partnership. I happen to get a little bit more than um, the other senators, some of the other senators have this year. So currently I'm working with the CAF, with facilities, with Student Alumni Association, and with SEED. And those are some pretty big players on campus. Gretchen is also working with the CAF and facilities as well as some other administrative partnerships. I think one thing that I can offer is because these relationships have already been established, things that need to happen for students can move along faster rather than like hitting a full reset when a new administration comes in. That's a, that's a fair point, but I would like to challenge that, uh, especially in a place with a high, as high turnover as SGA. Uh, every new administration will to some degree or another face this hiccup. And I've had experience working with uh, President Waller uh, outside of even SGA. And in order to pick up adequately where everyone has left off, um, that begins now. As, as, as if we win the election, as soon as that happens, we're going to be fully involved with SGA so that we can continue with as little of a hiccup as possible. And we'll be instructing the senators that our campaign is working with to do so as well. Something that I am absolutely positive I could do that you can't is go on guys' floors when there aren't open hours. So, ha ha. Well, I could do the same thing. Ah, I but I said go it first. Mwahaha. Girls' floors. <laughs> all right. Do you, all right. Um, you, do you have one? Yeah. Um, kind of the opposite one. Uh, if you were to vote for the opposing side, why would you vote for them? Uh, that's from Charlotte. Thank you, Charlotte. Hmm. That's a good question. Um, I think, well, one, the hats are really cool. <laughs> Dig in the hats. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Actually, yeah, can we get a quick explanation on that? I don't think yeah. it's clear. <laughs> it's, uh, about why we're wearing hats? Yes, yeah. and these particular hats. Okay, so uh, I love top hats. I love old-fashioned. I was born about 150 years too late. Um, so I go around campus wearing a top hat, not this particular one, just on a regular basis. 
Uh, it, people have seen me around wearing it. Um, this, the top hat that I'm currently wearing is for election week. I call it my elections top hat. It was a gift from my father for my birthday a couple years back. Um, and because Mr. Ryan was like, why are you wearing that hat? I said, well, you're going to have to wear a hat, too, for no other reason than it seemed like a good response at the time. So he put on his hat, which is sort of an old-fashioned news voice cap, and we became, then and there, the hat crew. All right. So, so Sorry, go, so, on. Yeah, go sorry. ahead. Yeah. So digging the hats is a good way to stay warm when it's mm-hmm. cold. Um, I think you have a good um, outlook on, like, an outside SGA sort of mm-hmm. experience, and that is very important. Yes, um, I was once not a part of SGA. It's not like I've been a part of SGA my entire life. Um, I would be very surprised. I would be too. (laughs) Um, And so I think that's an important perspective to bring in always. Um, Yeah, so I appreciate that. All right. Uh, For you, uh, you've shown uh, competence and initiative in organizing your campaign. Uh, your truck was everywhere on the morning after, <laughs> and some of them were very well detailed, too. Uh, you have my commendations to your art team. Um, you also have connections to Hope and Horton, which are two of the largest constituencies on campus. And, uh, yeah, I was actually thinking about what if the, the main candidates just voted for each other? Uh, so, yeah, I've, 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 I've been thinking about this. Sorry, I just, that was what I had. Love it. Uh, do you want to ask it? Yeah. Uh, Ben Minch, uh, yeah, first names only. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Dare you ben- reveal someone's identity? <laughs> They're going to be uh, doxxed. It's not like he runs another podcast yeah, or anything. He's fine. He's fine. Oh, okay. Um, what's your stance on Biola Instagram accounts such as Biola T? Oh, oh, oh give me that mic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Biola T. I've got a lot of thoughts. I think that they've done some really great things for the community. One, like that's. As much as, like, I want people to voice their concerns to SGA, like, there is still this sort of, like, people are like, can I? And Viola T, Viola Confessions, all of them have done a fantastic um, job of giving students to voice those concerns. Um, And honestly, sometimes that's how I, like, I realize, like, wow, like, that's happening on this campus and it's real. Um, I particularly liked when Viola T did, like, a little poll and or they had a send-in like your favorite song thing. I love that. I sing. I love like hearing what people's favorite songs are. It really like helps me learn more about like the Biola community as a whole since I don't know like who specifically sent in things. Um, But I will say there are some things um, that there are some lines that might have been crossed. Um, When I think about Biola T, um, the post that really like blew up and ended they ended up like taking down their post before they came back um, about the coronavirus. I get it. People are making jokes about it. TikToks, all of that. I get it. But um, for me, I understand also the concerns that came about it because there are people on campus who like legitimately when they phone home, like they're worried that they're going to be told that their family member has this virus and is in some sort of like danger. And so like the last thing that they need is to see it again on a meme page kind of catching them unawares um and so in that aspect i'm like maybe you shouldn't have done that but i do appreciate the other things that they've done absolutely 
since uh, communication and, and connection is such a high priority for myself and Mr. Ryan, uh, we really appreciate some of the work that places like Biola T, Biola Confessions have done. Because when a community has rules, as Biola does, and they're for the best, as they are at Biola, there are always going to be opinions and perspectives that are perceived as outside. And I am a staunch defender of, of free speech and individual liberty. So if we can't hear those perspectives directly from students, I want to hear them if our students have them. And whether that comes through Biola T, whether they're sealed letters that are dropped into the SGA mailbox, whatever it is, I want to make sure that we're in connection with how our students really feel. Mm -hmm. And as far as lines being crossed, again, free speech is absolutely critically important for all viewpoints because once you start saying certain viewpoints shouldn't be said certain opinions are not okay to have where does that line stop and that's how communities get marginalized and that is the last thing any of us want I should hope um, so but again it, it comes back to communities with rules and communities with values and communities that can stand outside of those and sort of pr provide the perspective of the outsider looking in Biola Confessions, Biola T, uh, no doubt, they do an excellent job in expressing the views of students who feel like they can't express their views on campus, who have their stories, as you put it, need to be heard. Um, but when you go and express opinions on places that are not Biola sanctioned, as, like I said, I think should be done, um, there also comes the risk of things going up on those pages that we wouldn't approve and we don't agree with. Mm -hmm. And I think that's an inherent risk. Um, the, I certainly hope that the people in charge of these alternative accounts are wise enough and have enough direction from the spirit uh, to know what stuff to keep and what stuff to remove if stuff becomes mm -hmm. extremely offensive and such like. But of course, the very advantage of these other outlets is that they say things that other people aren't saying. Mm. All right. Uh, so we, we're trying to not ask questions that are specifically directed at one of you to give you equal opportunity, but someone sent in a question for you, Tim, specifically. Uh, Charlotte, oh, no. Charlotte wants to know, uh, what made you run when you don't have any SGA experience? We've touched on this a little bit. But... I think this is a Charlotte that I know personally. Okay. And, and we've, been, we've been having fun arguing about these sorts of things. Um, so that question isn't exactly accurate. Uh, I do have SGA experience from my high school. And I've always been good friends with President Waller, and I have close connections with many of the current senators, many of the incoming senators, many of the former senators, including the uh, former senator from Hope. Um, so to say that we, I haven't got experience with SGA is, I think, a little misleading, and I would first like to correct that. And secondly, I don't think there's a prerequisite necessary to want to serve the community that's given me so much. Mm. Um, I love the Biola Library, for example. I check out books from there on a regular basis, and that's one of the things that's inherent to Biola for me. And I want to show my gratitude not only to Biola as an administration, but Biola as a community by providing my perspective and whatever force I can lend to get this, my fellow students' issues heard. Um, okay. Uh and I guess, Karen, we'll have you start with this one. Uh, it's the end of your presidency. How would you sum up the year if you were president? Hmm. Or how would you want to be able to sum it up, I guess, is what they're asking. How would I sum it up? I think I would sum it up um, by, I don't know what a, good word for this is but I would want to sum it up with people feeling like um, not only has there been forward motion throughout the year but there will be it's not going to stop after one 
presidency, one administration. We always want the sense of forward motion on Biola's campus where people are continually expressing their um, ideas, concerns, passions. Those are kind of um, the subcategories under our slogan, Voice Your Heart, is voice your ideas, concerns, passions. We want to hear all three of those things, and we do not want it to stop once we leave SGA. Because, like, if anything, like, Biola has given us so much, and we want to give back, and not only give back, but have that giving back continue. Kind of like a pay-it-forward sort of feel. Pay-it-forward. We'll go with pay-it-forward. Jim? As for me, I would like to sum up my uh, completed administration with the words uh, measurable success. I think that there are a whole bunch of projects we have on the table and a whole bunch of initiatives that we have that we can work with that have, that have definable metrics for success. And having a goal in mind and being able to work toward that uh, with logical steps that are, will get us there in time, I think that's, that's a huge... Um, how do I want to phrase this? It's something that's very near, near to my heart. Because having paid attention to real-world politics for so long, I see politicians get elected on the basis of huge promises. It happens every election, every position, high or low. And then they just get into their position and they sit there. And they may take an action here, they may take an action there for the, for the publicity. But it seems like the, uh, winning the election was their goal, and now they're reaping the rewards of that. I would prefer to see myself, and I do see myself, as a servant leader. I think the real work starts once we win the election, as busy as this week has been for me and is still continuing to be. So really, in order to be a servant leader, you have to have that perspective that the work is the actual job. I'm not sitting back and reaping the rewards of that. I have a job to do. I have constituents to serve. And it is my duty to get them the success on which they elected me. So I want to measure that and bring it about. Great. Uh, Ms. Emily asks, what's one thing you swear to avoid if you take office? Ooh. I think one thing I would swear to avoid is assumptions. And I think um, whether that's assumptions with financial situations, which I've mentioned before, mm -hmm. assumptions about what students want, um, just anything that's making a decision based on what I think someone else wants because like I said with communication you never know what another person is thinking and so the best way to find that out is to ask them yourself um so yes I would hate to assume things and put my own words into someone else's mouth I pledge to avoid bad hair days <laughs> also uh, both Mr. Ryan and I are supremely conscious that not only Biola can see itself as a bubble sometimes, but SGA mm. has a tendency to bubbleize itself. We want to avoid elitism. Just because we're elected doesn't mean all of a sudden we're superior to the students. Mm -hmm. Rather, like, as I mentioned a moment ago, we're their servants. Mm -hmm. And I think the absolute worst thing we could do was to conclude that we must uh, have a higher perspective, uh, be better equipped to judge things than our students are simply because they've chosen us to lead. We really want to avoid this trap because the trap it is. And every politician, uh, both in small organizations as well as the real world, who has fallen into elitism, he's lost touch with his constituents and he's ceased to be able to do the work that they've elected him to do. So, yes, no, go for it. 
No, I thought we were passing it oh. over. <laughs> um, Charlotte has another question. Uh, <laughs> Loving figured. it, Charlotte. <laughs> uh, what do you view as the most important issue on campus? Not necessarily one that SGA could solve. I, I think. I was going to say this is probably going to be our last one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're running really long. <laughs> um, Lots of things to say. <laughs> yeah, so what, what do you think is the most important issue on campus? Uh, and then also what the least important issue is on campus? Something that thing, mm. something you think people over have overblown maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll go, go first. Um, I think that the most important issue on campus kind of relating to back, back to what you said is um, that Biola bubble. Um, you stole the words out of my <laughs> mouth. How could you? Carry I'm on. re-emphasizing words out of your mouth, actually. <laughs> Thief, burglar. <laughs> okay. um, that is something that I've experienced coming to Biola is it's really easy to be like, yes, we all love Jesus. And so we all have the same experiences. But that's simply not true. I think that um, a big issue on campus which I think Biola is actively trying to work on, um, but just needs more work and constantly will need work, is the issue of um, being able to express and highlight diversity, whether it's thought, diversity of ability, diversity of um, ethnicity, sexuality, literally any sort of diversity. I think our campus is lacking um, in comparison to other campuses, but I do love that we have um, organizations that work with all aspects of diversity. Um, We have the Learning Center, we have affinity groups, we have the dwelling, we we have organizations on campus. But I think what is lacking is an awareness for those organizations. And so I think I see that as the biggest issue, um, realizing that in our differences, we are still all children of God. um, And that while that does bring us together, our different stories can help us highlight the different aspects of God's character and how he loves us all. Um, Because God's character is truly like so wide and vast that like to think that we, like mere human beings, could understand it based on our own experiences um, I think that's probably a bubble that needs to be popped. Um, as far as an issue that's least important, I, I, I know this is going to sound like a cop-out, but I think that if people are feeling like there's something that's hurting them or they have a concern about this community, then it's important. And I want them to voice it. And I want SGA to be able to step in and be like, These are the administrative partnerships we have. These are the resources. How can I be helping and serving you? Great, Tim. Most important issue on campus, Biola Bubble. Um, Specifically, again, with reference not only to diversity, but to politics. Um, I've been surprised time and again how comparatively little a whole bunch of our students know about what's going on in the outside world. And I think that's silly. If you look back in history, again, history major, it... In the 60s and 70s, it was a time when universities were actively involved in considerations of national importance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and since then, the, the lesson has been learned that university students, um, we have a certain amount of power, a certain amount of clout that we can wield. And 
I, since we have that, I think it's a duty to use it, to shut ourselves up in the Viola bubble of Viola events, is, I think, not only to do a disservice to ourselves, but also to our community at large. Specifically with reference to diversity, it's such a touchy issue, and I, I deeply appreciate um, the various perspectives and, and the various stories and all the feelings that go into it. It's, it's extremely complicated. And I think that one of the common pitfalls that we suffer from in, in this society, um, not only in, in Biola specifically, but in the world as, as, as a whole, we've got to be careful not to push diversity for diversity's sake. Because if we do that, um, we end up becoming more cliquish, becoming more divided by saying, um, we have to have more diversity. We have to have more diversity. While that is true in a sense, we have to be really careful that we don't compromise unity because we are the body of Christ. The Holy Scriptures say we have one body and Christ is our head. So, and I actually had a long conversation with uh, a friend of mine over, over lunch today about this. Um, we have to focus on making sure that we see each other not as our race, not as our class, but as seeing each other as the image of God incarnate. And I think that if we can put that at the forefront, diversity will not only happen um, automatically, it will also happen naturally and in a much healthier way than it might mm -hmm. otherwise. I'm sure you've seen how horrible the internet can be about issues of diversity, but I think it boils down to the fact that we're not that those people occasionally are not looking at each other um, as the image of God. And they're either saying diversity, diversity, without focusing on the fact without focusing on what makes diversity matter. It is the fact that we are the image of God, that we are all equally created in his name and in his image that makes diversity so worthwhile. Okay, least important issue on campus. I have one, haha, -ha, and I'm going to call out uh, United Second Floor Men's Blackstone. While I was over there this uh, week, you said that your biggest issue was your brother floor across the way coming in and using your bathroom and messing it up. You said, we want Chief O to stand in front of our door and turn them all away. So uh, even though we're going to be working on that, I would love Chief O to stand and turn people away from United's bathrooms. Uh, I'm going to call that the least important issue on campus. <laughs> I, I think that's fair. All right, I actually have one last question. Um, if you do not win, what are your plans for next year? Okay, before that, would I be able to reply to your comment about diversity? Is that all right? Briefly. Briefly, I'm just going to say... Personally, as a woman of color, I get where you're coming from, but if there's anything that I've learned from my professors and being at Biola, it's that I can be a child of God and still be proud and emphasize my ethnic heritage. I don't think that those things have to be separate. But Oh, hardly. If I implied that, I take it back entirely. We ought to be proud of our ethnic heritage, our country heritage, our religious heritage, if such applies. Um, I have an excellent friend, Mr. Gavin. He's from Indonesia and is a former Muslim. I love hearing his stories about these sorts of things. And his perspectives are absolutely enlightening to me because I've never viewed Christianity through the eyes of a Muslim before. So absolutely, diversity is essentially important uh, to broaden our own minds. Um, my main point was that we have to use diversity as a method to unity, to unity not only around unify around our cultures, but also to unify around other people's cultures as well. Okay, so cool. definitely not Glad intending you to clear that up. <laughs> okay. Uh, so final plans question. If you for don't win next year. Um, plans for next year. One, if I don't 
become SGA president, I really want to do mock rock at least once <laughs> in my life. I'm planning on graduating a semester early. So next year would be my full, like last full year to be at Biola. Um, plans for next year. I will also, hopefully I will still be able to be in the Biola Corral. I've been in it for the last two years. So please don't kick me out, <laughs> Dr. Stewart. Um, I would love to become a um, peer academic advisor for students. Mine have helped me so much. I know that academic planning is crazy and stressful. Um, I would love to do that if there is an opening. Um, I would love to get involved more with Taro Talk. Um, they have affinity group interns. Um, yeah, and just really like enjoy my calm classes and be able to pour into my friends and my relationships and this campus. Uh, if we're unfortunate enough not to win, um, our first action will be to shake hands with Godwin Ferguson and offer to assist your administration if we can. Um, other than that, we're going. I'm going to continue my studies if I'm unelected, it's, and if a, a couple of other things end up going right with my history department, I may be able to graduate a semester early. So there's that. Um, we also, um, Mr. Ryan and I are involved with several clubs, as we've mentioned. And I've got Tory. Uh, I'd Tory. love to. I'd love to be a Tory seer, yes. and I'd love to get involved with maybe work for the Chimes. I'm mm. a TA right now, but uh, I've always appreciated uh, the work that the Chimes tries to do, um, and I think I'm a, an okay writer. I hope <laughs> so. Perhaps the Chimes. Great. Um, do you have any closing? Um, yeah, maybe just give a little bit of closing marks and then make sure to say something nice about your vice president because we know you guys are running as a team. And unfortunately, because I of tried studio, to get Mr. Ryan I know they here. both did, but <laughs> unfortunately, we live in a tiny studio. And so um, just maybe give some closing remarks to the students who are going to be voting on Monday and Tuesday um, and who should also attend the chapel at uh, 9 30 Monday yeah. morning, I believe. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, feel free. Karen, you can start. Okay. Um, so as a closing remark, I'd just like to reemphasize, I'll give you guys my pitch. Hello, my name is Karen Godwin, um, and I'm running for SGA president. My partner, Gretchen Ferguson, is running for SGA vice president, and our slogan is Voice Your Heart. And what we mean by Voice Your Heart is we want you to tell us all of your ideas, passions, and concerns, literally anything that you love about this campus, want to change about this campus, we're here to listen to you, be the le best um, servants that we can for you. Um, and we really just want to highlight your heart and Biola's heart for this campus. Um, so don't forget to go out and vote next Monday and Tuesday. Voting starts during chapel on Monday morning. It will end at 10 p.m. on Tuesday. If you would like to vote electronically, you will get a link in your email. If you would like the in-personal booth experience, there will be a booth by the CAF, Fountain and Bells, and there will be Chick-fil-A. <laughs> and is there anything you want us to know about Gretchen? Gretchen is the love of my life. We are the same person. <laughs> we found a lot of scary similarities about ourselves, <laughs> but if there's one thing that I could say about Gretchen, it's that her heart for this campus is like no other, and uh, I'm just, if anything, I'm glad to be working with her this year, um, and God has truly brought us together in a way that's so unimaginable, and I'm very grateful for her as a friend, and if you'd like to vote us in, we would love to be that welcoming presence for you as well. Uh, my brief pitch involves me saying, hi, I'm Tim Houlihan, running for president. 
but Mr. Ryan isn't here, so he can't say, and I'm Ryan Arnaz, running for vice president. And we're Houlihan Arnaz. Although, you know, that would be great if he were here to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, in general, I'm not going to give a long pitch because that involves going into policy proposals, and that's already mm-hmm. been discussed to some extent. But the most important thing y'all can do is exercise your elective franchise. Great patriots from George Washington and Thomas Jefferson all the way through Susan B. Anthony and even today, um, people are working not only to get the, the right to vote um, in other countries, uh, the, the, the patriots of America have worked to get people the right to vote here. And it is truly shocking how some folks can consider that it's not important to vote or that one vote doesn't make a difference. The national language of the United States was almost German by one vote. And, you know, that. while that might have been cool, German sounds great. I personally prefer English. Anyway, um, voting, like I said, is the most important thing you can do. Mr. Ryan and I are quite eager to assist you in any way we can um, to answer any questions you may have, should you see our hats about. And, uh, yeah, uh, glorify God and have a wonderful day. And is there anything we should know about Ryan? Oh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> Mr. Ryan uh, is... The he's also basically the same person as I am. We became roommates when he's well. I asked him if he wanted to become roommates at the end of freshman year, and he said, "No, we'll never get any work done." And I said, "Ah ha ha! I'm in Tory. We'll have plenty of time for work." And then we didn't. <laughs> so, um, the thing I can probably say about him is he is the person at this campus whom I can probably most implicitly trust and rely on. Um, I could pre- I could put my life in his hands and be perfectly confident, mm-hmm. and I think that rapport is excellent for working together as a president and vice. Great. Well, thank you both for coming on. Mm-hmm. We look forward to hearing more from you at the Elections Chapel, but we just felt like that wasn't enough time for the student body to hear from you, so we wanted to give you another space to do more of that. Yes. Thank yes. you very much, Zoomer folks. Yeah, you guys are very busy, so thank you very much for coming on our, our little podcast. Yes, Love that. and make sure to... Follow OK Zoomer podcast nice on plug. Instagram for <laughs> updates on when this episode will be live. <laughs> nice plug. All right, you want to play us out? Uh, oh, boy. oh, you did cue it up. <laughs> um, my least important issue: Blackstone people came to me and said they needed new batteries, and that was the most important thing to them. But Word. then. Uh, for all their TV remotes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we heard that too. Yeah. I lived in Sigma my first year, and uh, we went over to Blackstone to watch TV on occasion, and it was actually kind of annoying. <laughs> yeah, I've kind of bet. Um, I was talking to the Blackstone senator, and he said he would give me a free couch. And if he got me a free couch, Blake, I would get your batteries. That's great.